0: Can I get a drum roll, please? Because this is big. It's time for the Xfinity Best Deal of the Year. We're talking huge savings. And ask about even more savings when you add Xfinity Mobile. Okay, that's it. Now you can hit the... There we go. That's simple,
1: easy, awesome. Hurry, our Best Deal of the Year won't last long. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas.
0: This call is being recorded.
1: Well, friends, uh, this is Ian McLaren and they are listening to uh, my podcast called Stoop Time. And uh, today I'm joined by a very special guest and uh, his name is Rich Peverly. Uh, how, how's it going today, Rich? It's going great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, You said uh, earlier that you're on your way to Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan. I assume that's for some Michigan hockey.
0: Yep. Uh, We have a player with Dallas that uh, is the captain uh, at Michigan named Joseph Giacconi, and uh, they're playing tonight against the U.S. under-18 team. So I uh, have the pleasure to watch Jack Hughes tonight. So it's kind of great.
1: A possible uh, future member of the Colorado Avalanche. Perhaps, (laughs) Perhaps, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't Perhaps. sure if, if you were scouting. Uh, yeah, if you had a player that you were looking at, or just there to watch Jack Hughes. I wouldn't imagine Dallas will be in position to to select him. But that's cool. That to, no, uh, you- I, I
0: I follow our uh, our draft picks in Dallas, and uh, okay, a senior at uh, Michigan, Joseph Ciccone, uh is a player that uh, had a great uh, start to year last year and a player that we have a lot of interest in coming out after senior year so just uh following him and watching him
1: nice yeah i guess we we can start talking about about that with what you're doing with the the dallas stars right now so, so you're uh i i think the title is uh, player development what's the actual title that you have with them coordinator coordinator okay and that's uh yeah, yeah. F- following prospects i guess mostly around the ohl and ncaa and the northern states is that
0: yeah wherever wherever they kind of are uh, i go to okay. europe uh and Paul, we have five players in sweden uh last year we had Miro heiskanen in, in, in finland so i i just kind of myself and there's another uh guy on staff named jj mcqueen who we uh we travel around and see all our our draft picks and kind of prepare them for uh prepare them for pro
1: very cool yeah, uh, so do you, so you don't spend as much time in Dallas per se, it's mostly traveling around and watching, watching guys who will be, who will be there in the future.
0: Yeah, exactly. We have, uh, we got guys, uh, you know, on the amateur level or sometimes pro level in Europe that we need to follow. And, um, you know, I'm not really in Dallas that much because, uh I guess the development is kind of taking its place and that's the coach's job once they get to Dallas. But, uh, I do spend quite a bit of time with our American league team in Texas. So, uh, it's a lot of fun and, uh, no, I don't get to Dallas that much because it's, uh, it's a little bit difficult.
1: Right. Right. When they, when they come up here, do you, you go into, into Toronto and, and, and visit with some of the guys from, from the stars?
0: Yeah. we will be in Toronto on November 1st. So, uh, I'll be good I'll be able to see them and uh kind of catch up with management and see what's going on.
1: that's cool, I guess uh just going back, I always like to ask people how they got into uh the sport that they that they love and uh yeah so how how exactly did you get in into hockey playing and even maybe before watching that kind of thing how did you uh, fall in love with the game
0: well um uh, my dad just kind of got me into hockey. I didn't start actually playing till I was six, And um, and then uh, I just kind of fell in love with it and uh, wanted to play more and more each day. And it's just something that I, I've had a passion for ever since uh, I started playing. And it hasn't stopped because uh, I always foresee myself, even when I was playing junior hockey or college or pro, that I wanted to be in hockey when I was done. And I'm lucky that I have this opportunity.
1: Was that here in Guelph that you first started playing, or was that elsewhere?
0: Uh, In Belleville, Ontario. I lived in Belleville Belleville, uh, until about um, eight or nine years old, and then um, moved to Guelph uh, probably 10 years old.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I think I remember the Bruins, back when you were with them, they did one of those bear tracks segments, and you went to Exhibition Arena. Is that where... You played most of That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I I wasn't, it was kind of one of those arenas that uh, was close to my high school at uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, and we spent a lot of time there with the high school hockey or minor hockey. Okay, yeah. It's uh, got a lot of character for, uh, (laughs) it's not a pretty place, but uh, it's been good over the years for pretty teams, and uh, I've had the had the luxury of spending a few years past few years with my daughter's team playing hockey there. So it's uh it's a rink that's been around a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. My two a couple of my boys are in uh in the Learn to Skate program here in Guelph and they mostly play at the Sleeman Center, which is great, uh, because that's where, you know, the OHL team plays and it's nice and cozy in there. But sometimes uh we get bumped out of there and have to venture to to exhibition or some of the other rinks that are a bit, uh, not as comfy, not as warm, uh, things like that. But yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to, for our boys to learn, to, to play on the ice where they can go watch guys who are, are pretty close to the NHL even. It's pretty cool program that they have here in Guelph.
0: Awesome. For sure. For sure.
1: Um, moving on a bit, I guess, uh, you know, uh, NHL expansion is kind of a hot thing these days. With uh, Vegas coming in and the success they had last year, and it looks like Seattle's going to get a team within the next couple of years as well. And and you had the chance to play. Uh, I guess in a, it wasn't a new expansion market, but a relatively new one in and a non traditional one um, in Atlanta, and I guess Nashville as well might have might have counted in that, but. Um I wanted to talk specifically about Atlanta since they uh are no longer there uh, What was that experience like and is there anything that stands out from from the days with the the thrashers that uh was unique to that to that market or to that team?
0: I think there's quite a bit of uh, you, i'd say northerners living in Atlanta it's quite a transport a transport city and uh, a lot of a lot of people have moved down there, and I think hockey is definitely something that's on radar for a lot of people. Um, it was unfortunate the team had moved because you know you could see that if there had been some success there, uh, then I think there it might have it might have lasted a little bit longer than it did. But when you make the playoffs one out of ten years, it's, it's pretty tough. So um, you know it's a it's a great city. It's a big city. It's, a, it's a, I believe, a college football town. Um, you know that's uh, SEC football is is everything there. But it's a great, it's a, it was a great city. It's a great, a great place to visit and a cool city to live in. And, you know, I enjoyed my time there because it kind of helped me uh, to myself as as becoming an NHL player.
1: Now, Nashville has kind of become a pretty hot, hot, a uh, place to play. What are the differences? <laughs> do you think between Atlanta and Nashville or why has it worked in Nashville? Is it just because they've had some success or, and then they've had long more time, or is there something different about the city that is more open to hockey? Well, I think,
0: I think I think Nashville, first of all, the success is obviously one thing they've they've mm-hmm. all been in the playoffs now consistently or, right. or around the playoffs for, for so many years, but uh there's not a basketball team in, in um in in Nashville and and I think that you know even though there's Vanderbilt University it's it's not a huge uh it's big but it's not massive and I think that I think in, I again I think Nashville's become a little bit of a transit city that uh, I think there's a lot more people moving there it's a fun place to be and I think they did it right they put the rink right in front of, right in downtown and uh, it's an experience to go to a game uh I think the fans there have always been outstanding um when I played there, they started the third period, uh, last um, last break, TV break, of standing up and cheering the whole uh, kind of break to get the team going. And I think that tradition has continued now and been uh, almost 10 years since they've been doing that. And I think it's, uh, it's just a great place to be. It's a loud arena and it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: that's I guess it's kind of interesting that... Winnipeg and Nashville are probably the the two teams to beat out west, and and that's now formerly the Thrashers, obviously, and and I guess there's probably still a few guys that were there. Is there anybody still on the Jets that that you would have played with? in probably not. Uh, eh? Yeah, I
0: played with Dustin uh, Bufflin. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, Brian Brian, Brian Little.
0: Little. All right.
1: Um, I think that might be it though. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, I think that there's probably not too many guys left from that team yeah exactly have, uh, you you were traded obviously from the thrashers to the bruins uh just in time for for uh, a pretty memorable cup run in 2011 was that, was that right at the trade deadline or was it a bit before? no it was
0: uh i february 20th i couldn't give you the exact date but it was around that time uh right. you know i can joke now about it but i Blake Wheeler was the guy I was traded for, and he is a pretty outstanding player. But uh, I think the Bruins had to shed some cap space, uh, and I was making a lot less than him and Mark Stewart combined. So they'd make cap space for, for uh, Thomas Cavalier to acquire Thomas Cavalier, and right,
1: right, you know, right. end up because that being, was um, just a couple, a couple of days after I think, right, that they pulled the trigger on yeah. that. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So it was. Uh, I'm lucky, uh, you know, be part of such a great team.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there anything that uh, stands out from that from that run in 2011? I, I know, I mean, you, you scored in the in the Stanley Cup final on home ice, which I'm sure was uh, pretty unreal. But is there anything from earlier rounds or um, from from that playoff run that that stands out as a one of the more memorable moments?
0: Uh, I think coming down, coming back from down to uh, nothing to. Montreal was pretty special. I think uh you know we lost the first few games at home and people probably forget that and it was uh a bit of a daunting task going into Montreal to win two games, but we did it and uh you know, just a group. It was a great group to be around and uh guys we really enjoyed being with and I think that's the most memorable thing is you win but uh you know, you do it with a special group and that makes it a lot more fun.
1: Sure, yeah. You still. uh keep in touch with with those guys or is it kind of Oh yeah. yeah yeah
0: for sure those are friendships I'll have the rest of my life and you know I'm sure it's almost 10 years now so it's just crazy but uh yeah you know it'll be uh it'll be something that's going to be able to enjoy in about 2 years now it'll be a 10th anniversary so it'll be mm-hmm. just getting together with that group would be a lot of fun
1: yeah i remember i i spoke to um Mark Reki actually last year at, at the Hall of Fame uh but before he was inducted, and he was talking about you know how special that team was and and how fortunate he was to be able to to retire kind of on top, which I yeah. mean that's just another another thing that myself as a bruins fan, that's something that i that I remember as well, just that you know that uh, special group, and it's always whenever you hear a name from that team, you know it's always brings back those good memories and things like that. It's funny exactly. that you mentioned uh, the O two hole to Montreal, uh, because even just this past year Washington was down two nothing to to Columbus in the first round and game three went to overtime and they ended up winning that and then finally were able to win. So it's it's easy to get uh to get discouraged, I guess, as a fan or as an onlooker, but what uh what's the mentality when you fall down into a, a playoff hole like that? It's just one game at a time or
0: It sounds very cliche, but yes, it is one game at a time, and you slowly build momentum, and that momentum gathers and gathers, and the player's confidence kind of goes along with that. And and when that does happen, you know, you feel like you're almost an unstoppable force at some point. So, you know, it's uh, you know, you never give up, you never give up hope, but it is a, a big mental grind to come back from something like that. That's for sure.
1: And I would imagine that experience in the first round. Carried over into the final when you guys went down o two again to to Vancouver.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I don't think anybody had us even winning a game against Vancouver. They're they were quite a potent team, but right. like you said, you never you never know, and we played well at the right times, So
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: definitely a home ice advantage at that point. But
1: right, yeah, uh, you know, until that, until games. Uh,
0: yeah, and that final game was uh, obviously pretty memorable.
1: Yeah, definitely. I remember. Uh, I remember just myself as a fan that run. I was more, probably more emotional as a fan after the Game Seven win over Tampa Bay. Just uh, seeing you guys advance that far and knowing that it was possible. Not really, you know. Obviously, Vancouver was was a pretty big powerhouse that year. So, just to be there watch the team there was, was something special and then yeah to see what happened in game seven. It was kind of it, it wasn't a close game per se. It was kind of uh you know four nothing. So there wasn't didn't come down to the last minute like that game seven against uh, Tampa Bay. So it was kind of uh just watching the game you could kind of uh expect what was going to happen once it was, you know, two nothing, three nothing. Was that the same sense for you guys or was it kind of uh you know, it's not over till it's over. Don't take anything for granted. Yeah,
0: I didn't... Uh, you know, I can't speak for any other guys, but, <laughs> you know, I I was nervous until the last 30 seconds. So, yeah. uh, I think when Brad Marchand scored that fourth goal, uh, you know, empty netter, I think that really kind of cemented everything. And that was, you know, that's the time when you could probably release a little bit of emotions at that point.
1: Right. Speaking of him, actually, uh, it's been... Amazing to watch kind of his trajectory and from when he was kind of just a a pesky winger. And now he's, I would say he's an elite winger in the NHL. What have you seen uh, from him if you've been able to watch much of Bruins games over the last few years? But what what do you think has been uh, able to help him take that next step to becoming like a truly great player in the NHL?
0: Well, I think he's learned to toe the line of uh, what's right and what's wrong. I know he still probably crosses the line sometimes, but you know that's his compete level, and that's that's something that he has. He he competes with the best in the in the business, and uh, he wins puck battles. He's determined. He's got great hands, great shot, and hard guy to knock off the puck. Uh, yeah, but you know I think he's taking his game to another level, and I bet you. A lot of that has to do with Patrice Bergeron and how um, good of a pro he is, same with Zedano, that they're they're true professionals, probably the best in the business when it comes to uh, preparing and focused on uh on the task at hand and you know, I think uh, you know, Brad is the exact same way and uh, you know, maybe after we won he came out and, and maybe had some times where people thought he's a big partier but you know yeah. he wants to win. He's a big compete guy and wants to win and I don't think I've ever met anybody like that. Uh he's win that in that rare elite group for sure.
1: How long uh how long do you think Zdeno can keep going? Do you think he's got a, a few more years in him or I think he's gonna yeah, he play so. to 45 or something or
0: Yeah, I think he can play for a few more years. His reach is yeah. uh his ability to uh to use uses stick in defensive situations he's uh you know I don't think he ever wants to move he'll be probably be a Bruin forever but uh you know he's yeah. definitely a guy that uh, is coveted around the league no, no question about that
1: right yeah uh yeah I guess moving on from that that cup year, a couple of years later you guys advanced to the final and then came up a little bit short and uh shortly after uh you were dealt once again i was just wondering if there was any differences between being traded to boston and then being traded from boston what what were the uh different emotions going on there or just different uh different perspective i guess what what were the differences Do you think between well, those two
0: levels for yourself playing in two non-traditional markets it was kind of uh i was really excited to play for a top, uh, uh original six team and and obviously uh Boston being that. Boston is such a great sports city and for myself I'm a big sports guy and I loved uh being in the stir of uh baseball, hockey, basketball, football, college sports and um you know, I was excited for to move to Dallas. It was a different adventure, but um you know, Boston will always have a special place in my heart with my with my son being born there and uh winning obviously and being going to another cup final and you know, Boston's a great city, so, uh, you know, it was a bit of emotional leaving, but, uh, you know, mm. in this business, in this business, you have to move on quickly and ride the waves.
1: Right. Okay. It was probably a bit unexpected as well, or?
0: No, it wasn't. Um, no. You know, I talked to Peter Shirelli after the season because, you know, the cap was going down from, I think, 70 to 64, Right. and they had to make some moves, and, uh, you know, that's just how, how it was working, so. Right. every team was kind of going through the same situation and you know i i understood it i had no harsh feelings and you know it, it was just uh too bad
1: and i mean uh obviously it's it's worked out for dallas as well with with tyler sagan he's really blossomed into the player that everybody expected him to be when he was when he was picked uh a second overall do you still uh obviously you said you were close with the guys from that team but him being with the stars as well do you Still keep in touch with him and keep track of his his progress as well and
0: oh yeah we we sat beside each other for four years so yeah uh Tyler and I got to know each other pretty good and he's quite younger than me but right you know he's from the same area and uh uh, he's in in Brampton or from Brampton so you know it was uh he's a guy I keep in touch with and he's you know he's made incredible strides in his career and they're turning into a real two-way player and obviously one of the best in the league.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, speaking as a fan and just the reaction, I know there was a lot of people who were very disappointed with that trade because, you know, they were attached yeah. to the guys from the the winning team and, and saw the progress that, that he was going to make. And uh, I mean, it's worked out for him. It's worked out for the Bruins, I guess, as well, just with guys that they've been able to pick up over the years as well. And, and the team that they're building. Um, yeah. So it's sure. part of the business, I guess, Say eh? Exactly. Uh, and, yeah, the Stars this year, what what do you expect uh, that team to do? I know that the Central Division is arguably the, the toughest division. No, I, I, it's not arguable, I don't think. It's definitely the toughest division in the league and so hard to project, like, top to bottom. Um, obviously, the goal is the playoffs and, and further than that. and. Uh, obviously you think the pieces are there for them to, to make some noise this season?
0: Yeah, I do. I think, um, obviously when you have some of the top players in the league, that helps. And, uh, you know, I think when Ben Bishop is on his game, he's a, uh, he's an excellent goaltender, maybe top 10 in the league. And, you know, it comes down to, you know, having depth and, uh, usually the teams that win are the teams that have great depth. And obviously you see that in Nashville and Winnipeg and, um, uh, no teams that have had success past few years, but uh, you know I think in Dallas, I think it's uh, it's gonna be a hard a hard season because the Central Division is so tight. Every team, Chicago's off to a good start. Minnesota's always around it, and um, obviously I said Nashville and Winnipeg. So yeah. St. Louis has made some great additions. So you never know, but uh, I I think we could be a, we should be a playoff team. We're definitely around that. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean I definitely looks like it would be uh, five from the central and maybe three from the Pacific with that wild card split. So that, that helps a bit, but I still wish that the one to eight format was there just to make sure that the, the best eight teams in each conference get in. But
0: that's just the I way it totally is. I totally agree with it's, you on that one.
1: <laughs> I mean, ideally, I don't know if – I would love to see a one to 16 uh, ranking, but I guess with travel and all that, it's not really practical. But – that yeah. makes the most sense to me just to make sure you get the right. the best teams, but that, that makes sense. I,
0: I'm a big thing of the one through eight because then you're yeah. seated properly and then you don't get right. the matchups that the Nashville Winnipeg matchup in the in the division final
1: right.
0: And, right. you know, it, it seats itself accordingly.
1: Or even Toronto, Boston in the first round last year. That that uh, Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunate as well. Uh before we move away from hockey I, I uh was wondering also if you've been keeping an eye on the, the Guelph storm at all. Do you do you get down to their games often or, and what the team's up to this season, or you're pretty much all over the place, I guess, eh?
0: Uh, we have a player actually in Guelph drafted by uh, Dallas, so uh, oh, it's been very yeah, handy okay. for me. Um, Liam Howell oh. was a fourth rounder in hey. 2017. So, okay. Uh, we've been. Uh, I've been able to be down there the past few years. And I think, you know, this year they're going to probably take a really big step with, uh, you know, all the 19 year old players they have there, including you know, a pretty special player in Ryan Merkley. So, um, you know, I've seen Golf quite a bit already this year. They look uh, pretty dangerous and they have a lot of depth up and down their lineup. So I think they're definitely going to be taking a step and the Ontario league is pretty wide open. I think right now until teams start to solidify themselves, uh, so they definitely have a chance, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I think just this week they jumped into the top 10 in in Canada, and they're, I think, perfect since Merkley has come back. So, um, yeah, I guess you'd expect London always to be great, but they didn't get some guys back that they might have expected, like Brady Kachuk or somebody like that. So I'm hopeful that... I don't uh, think
0: they'll see him. (laughs) No, I don't think so, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, Glove might have a, a better shot there. I'm hoping to get down to some games as well, so that should be good. Yeah, they had entertaining
0: one last Friday, that's for sure. They won yeah. two seconds left in the game, so that was yeah, cool.
1: where you at that one. I was actually, yeah. Yeah, that was that was insane. That just showed right there, kind of Ryan Merkley's uh, his vision and his his skill uh, was on full display exactly. on, on that. That was amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I, didn't, I wasn't expecting him to stay at, at uh, Sharks camp so long, but I think it was probably good for him just to be able to learn from, you know, Brent Burns. I think he le- stayed with him for a few weeks and classic. And then when Carlson arrived there as well, that seems yeah. to uh, that was part of the plan for them to to get in his ear a little bit and, and show him some things. So exactly. I think he'll pay off. I agree. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before I let you go, I always like to talk about some some pop culture things. Uh, I don't know if you get to watch a lot of shows or movies or anything, but uh, just going through a few things. Is there any uh, TV shows that you were watching over the summer or that uh, you're currently into?
0: Uh,
1: Netflix or HBO? Summer I don't
0: watch too much uh, TV unless it's the World Cup or uh, maybe – I really enjoy soccer so the Premier League season starts usually yeah. the second week of uh, August and I've been over there a few times I love the sport and I love uh I love watching that That, and I think once the season starts and I start getting on a few more planes I probably will um uh, get back into shows I I have have a marked to watch uh, to watch watch the second season of Ozark I've started it but I'm not all there yet, but that's been a great show and yeah. Um yeah we finished that a few
1: weeks ago yeah. Pardon me? So we, we finished that a few weeks ago and it uh I liked the second season even better than than the first I think and it's been renewed yeah. for a third season as well so I'm I'm excited about that.
0: So. Oh wow yeah that's that's yeah, great. I, I, I that liked really. uh I really liked uh the one movie uh about uh Pablo Escobar or the the show on Netflix, but oh, unfortunately yeah, yeah. the the producer was killed off or killed. So I don't think we'll see any more of those.
1: It's actually coming back in, uh, I think in November, actually.
0: Narcos. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Narcos. Yeah. That's oh, wow. uh, they're moving to, to Mexico for the next season, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, oh, I yeah, love I that love show. And yeah. 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 It's a great
1: show. It was really good. Even after, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but even after Escobar died. It, I think it even got even better. The third season was was pretty great And I, I agree. think now, I agree. now that you mentioned it I remember hearing about uh, They were like doing location scouting in Mexico or something and one of the one of the location scouts was was killed by Somebody from the cartel or something like that I heard. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think that's exactly what happened
1: no, That's
0: uh, a good show. It makes you want to think about uh, Yes yeah, a, so. a cartel <laughs> yeah. show or movie. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, so yeah, before I let you go, I just want to talk uh, quickly about, uh, your pevs protects, uh, program and, uh, what you guys, first of all, could you, for people who don't know, explain wh- what that's all about, and then, uh, maybe just talk a bit about what you have planned for, for this season with pebs protects.
0: Uh well what we've done in the past is uh, after I finished playing hockey I was uh I we got unfortunately I had to stop playing so um but I was able to start a foundation or a charity with my wife uh called Pebs Protects. and uh what our focus is uh, was on is adding defibrillators into communities and we've done that in Guelph uh where my hometown is and we've also uh Oops. happened and uh, yeah sorry can you hear me sorry about yeah, that
1: yeah get you're back
0: yeah up, up. yeah so um you know obviously uh dallas was a big part of my life and uh you know i was able to uh give back to those communities which is, has meant so much to me and it's been uh you know we also added kitchener a couple of years ago and unfortunately oh, okay. with my job i travel quite a bit so it was uh it was hard to keep kitchener on on the on the guide as well but you know those we do we made we, our main focus is is adding defibrillators to communities but it's also adding uh defibrillator training CPR training um, you know you hear stories of people that have heart ailments and uh, or a sudden cardiac arrest and, and people are unsure on how to what to do about it and um, you know our initiative it has been there to teach people on how to how to use a defibrillator and how to how to act in, in a time of stress and those have been huge huge uh, for me I've really enjoyed it with my wife so we've been able to give back to communities we've gone to schools in Guelph uh, we've taught CPR we've taught uh, AED uh, training just so that you know we've given back to those communities that you never know maybe a kid uh, you a know, kid in grade 8 will teach someone else or he'll know how to act in a certain situation because sudden cardiac arrests happen because they are sudden so um you know it's it's been a lot of fun and I think I think that you know we haven't pushed that hard on it yet but you know it, uh, CPR was part of the curriculum and we'd love to get A training as part of the curriculum in, in Ontario for sure so you know, it's something we're kind of working towards, and you know, my wife is kind of spearheaded that, and with the the Heart Stroke Foundation in in Canada and the American Heart Association in the uh, United States as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's a a great way to kind of make make something good out of a, an unfortunate situation, and and uh, it's really inspiring what what you guys have done with that. You have events planned, I guess, this year again with with the Storm and the Stars. You, you do something at uh, one game a year, I think it is?
0: Yeah, so this year I think it will be uh, February, I believe, 15th uh, in Guelph. Uh, I get Kitchener Rangers, which is always a big fun draw. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be raising money uh, towards getting more AEDs in the Guelph community. And then uh, in Dallas as well, I believe. February 1st, uh, Dallas, I believe, plays Anaheim, and uh, we're going to be raising money in in Dallas is a little bit different that they're starting to put these types of uh, booths in airports and they're trying to raise money to put a a, a heart monitoring booth in the American Airlines Center in in Dallas where... You know you can go in you can have uh your your blood pressure taken possibly an ekg these types of things so it's it's an exciting uh exciting venture and look something we're looking forward to
1: well that's awesome uh yeah i hope it's uh i'm sure it'll be another success this year and as you guys continue to build it uh it'll only help more people and that's just uh, really yeah really cool really inspiring um that's uh pretty much everything that I had uh, to discuss. Uh, thanks so much for, for taking some time. Um, thank you. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy watching Jack Hughes and uh, good luck as, as the season progresses with the stars and, and uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for taking the time to, to talk. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. Uh, yeah. Take care, man. Have a have a great weekend, and uh, maybe I'll see you around the Sleeman Center sometime.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, have fun right. with uh, Learn to skate.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there tomorrow, six forty-five on on Sunday. So uh, not looking forward to that, but that's what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, man. Take care. Enjoy. Have a good weekend. Yep. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. Too. All right. Bye. Thanks, Rich. So Bye. Can I get
0: a drum roll, please? It's time for the best deal of the year on Xfinity. And ask about even more savings when you add Xfinity Mobile. That's simple, easy, awesome. Click call or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to twenty five cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to twenty five cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app, while I'm paying full price. You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to twenty five cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free Get Upside Gas app now. Download the free Get Upside app now. It's the App Store or Google Play to save up to $0.25 a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code NEXT for a $0.20 gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to $0.45 a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code NEXT. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the
1: free GetUpside app and use promo code NEXT. That's N-E-X-T.